Episode 298, September 14th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Shopping online for that special someone? Maybe your Jeep is ready for some new shocks, or are you just low on blinker fluid? Whatever the reason, be sure to go to JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon first, and a fraction of your purchases will go towards supporting the Jeep Talk Show. That's JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. As if everything being on fire wasn't enough. By now, the stories of the wildfires here in Oregon have made national news. One such wildfire burns just miles from where my studio is. It is this fire, the Eagle Creek Fire, which has been burning since September 2nd and has already consumed over 37,000 acres. Such a massive fire and such treacherous terrain called for strategic methods to, at best, make an attempt at containment. As we record this, the fire is less than 13% contained. Crews have been working around the clock and in some of the harshest conditions with very little relief. One such firefighter, after working back-to-back shifts, returned to the Cowlitz Fire District's Kalama Station on Thursday, September 7th, to find the entire place ransacked. Not only did they clean out one crew member's room, but they stole the station's high-end flat-screen TV, a bicycle, personal hunting gear, all the station's computer and networking equipment, and more. Jake Sorensen, a firefighter on that crew, also came back to find the station's F-350 service vehicle and his black-lifted Jeep YJ Wrangler gone as well. Oh. Local news station KATU first reported the theft and posted the pics of the Jeep on their Facebook page. Tips started coming in right away. Later that evening, the <laughs> F-350 was found abandoned in Gresham, Oregon. It wasn't until yesterday, Wednesday, September 13th, that police cleared out in the Portland area, recovered the black Jeep. Thankfully, it doesn't appear to have suffered any damage, according to the Cowlitz County Sheriff's Office, which is investigating the incident. Now, what's troubling about all of this is twofold. The thief or thieves appear to have known how to get into the station. Investigators found no broken locks or other signs of forced entry. But to have gone through all of that trouble, to steal from the very people that are putting their lives on the line to fight one of the area's worst wildfires in over 100 years is just beyond deplorable. If you guys have any information about this incident, you're urged to contact the Cowlitz County Sheriff's Office. Well, no good deed goes unpunished, or so they say. After days of little to no sleep helping out flooding victims of Hurricane Harvey, Keith Bass, uh, Maine's method of transportation, went underwater. His 2015 Jeep Wrangler pulled a trailer full of supplies from Nederland to Winnie, uh, Anahuac, and other southeast Texas communities. Bass was driving in water along Highway 73 towards the Bob Bauer Civic Center with a load of rescued people. The entire area was flooded and had trapped many sheltered residents inside the center. Bass says a city dump truck had passing passing by him on the highway pushed a wake into his trailer. That caused the trailer to float, shift position, and drag his Jeep into deeper water. Uh. In an interview with local TV station, Keith said, quote, I was just using the Jeep for what it was meant for, but water had other plans for me. A Facebook Live video and picture of him standing on top of his Jeep has nearly gone viral. Bass says his Jeep has insurance, but the aftermarket parts that he has installed on it are not covered. This true Jeeper says he's humbled by the amount of support that he's received from the community that he in turn has been helping out. Jeepers like this that give me a little more faith in humanity. I'm sure to many, Keith Bass and his yellow Jeep JK, the dude, are heroes. Well, hey, big thanks to all of you out there who to continue helping us out by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have something you think we should be reporting on or response to any one of our stories, Please send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Excellent job on uh, saying those uh, Texas City names. I really hope yeah. I got that right. <laughs> you know, I was listening to, uh, I think I've already mentioned this a couple of times, I was listening on Zello to the uh, the recovery teams uh, in the Katy area, which is uh, the little town that I live in uh, just uh, west of uh, Houston. And mm-hmm. uh, they were having some really hard times with some of the street names uh, around here. And it was like, I wanted to, you know, no, it's not that this is how yeah, you pronounce it's, it's it pronounced like this it's and pronounced uh, Dumas. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, you get used to it being in the area. Uh, and then when you hear it, it's like, Oh, that's not right. And, uh, but anyway, I mean, I don't know how, I, well, you're much better at pron- uh, pronouncing things. <laughs> I, that was a 50, 50 chance, man. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I, I, I hate to I, hear that, especially for the, the first responders. I mean, that's kind of oh, cold. So I mean, it's like stealing sad. from a church almost. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. I mean, to steal a guy's Jeep while he's out fighting a fire. I just, yeah, that's wrong. Though. I mean, there's just no words. Man. Yeah. Well, I was following um, the other Jeeper who was helping out in Texas. And mm-hmm. um, it's just so sad that people were bashing him on Facebook. Oh. Um when he, you know, and you're like, come on, he's out there helping people and, you know, he's, he's helping not, a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, some people felt like they wanted to donate money to him and other people like, oh, you're just trying to get a new G, you know, it's just, just wrong. It's funny yeah. how the, uh, the protection of the social media, uh, allows people to say exactly what they, what they oh, feel yeah. or, behind or, the keyboard. Yeah. Or, uh. I, I guess it's the peer pressure, the lack of peer pressure. Uh, it makes me wonder about this no hate uh, uh, thing that's going on. I mean, no hate sounds great, but whenever you do this no hate and and, and, and people be kind of back up with that criticism, uh, I mean, and they stop doing the criticism, then it seems the really wackos come out and say whatever the hell they want to say. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like we took the governor off. Uh, I mean, the you know, <laughs> it's, it's not like uh, it's not good to make – belittle people or make fun of them or you know threaten them or anything but at the same time there was a lot less crazy talk before this policy (laughs) indeed indeed well hey guys coming up later in the show nobody likes a rusty bottom so tammy's got some (laughs) tips for us to keep our underside looking fresh oh no hey uh, (laughs) well speaking of rusty bottoms which this has nothing to do with just trying to make a uh a segue uh Nicely done. I was thinking, seamless. Yeah, seamless transition. <laughs> <laughs> Round hole, square peg. So anyway, the other day I was sitting there thinking, uh, uh, you know, especially during the uh, when we had uh, Hurricane Harvey, uh, the remnants of it uh, dumping all that water here in this area. I was thinking, damn it, I can't get a water burger, which I know I've talked to both of you guys about water burger because you don't have them in your area. Uh, I can't get a water burger, and I can't order a pizza. Damn it. One of the first things I did was I, uh, I was able to order a pizza because Papa John's wasn't delivering. I was able to order a pizza from a wonderful pizza place uh, here just a couple of miles from the house called uh, My Maria's Pizza. And they, I mean, they have all kinds of stuff beside pizza, but uh, they have some really unusual pizzas. This, this uh, most recent one has artichoke on it, uh, which uh, I've had before, but this is a, just kind of a cool mix. Anyway, I'm thinking about this thing, and, and the, the crust is wonderful, the pizza is wonderful, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't recommend this place to anybody. It's like I'm keeping it. Oh, it a, sucks that bad. I'm, no, that's just that's just <laughs> it. I, I love it, and it's like I'm. Why am I not telling everybody about it? Let other people enjoy uh, how good this pizza is because it's a little mom and pop thing, and I'm sure they could use the advertisement. And I don't know if I, if I'm just being greedy and I don't want anybody else eating the food from there just so I can have it or. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, I've been trying to, ever since I thought about this, uh, cause it is so good ever, ever since I thought about this, I've been trying to tell people about it and, and help their business because I don't want them going out of business. I mean, good Lord, I wouldn't be able to get those pizzas that are just so wonderful there. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, it kind of dawned on me. I bet you guys out there in the listening world do the same thing, but with a Jeep talk show. See, you, you didn't know there was going to be a moral to the story, did you? Yeah. <laughs> if you really enjoy this show, but for whatever reason, you don't tell your Jeep friends about it. Well, you know, start telling people about this great pizza place. And maybe uh, you could start tell, uh, uh, telling people about the Jeep talk show. It ain't pizza, but it's close. Oh, new tagline. Word of mouth. Word of mouth, <laughs> people. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and we're the world's worst about... Uh, putting the effort uh, to to promote yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and so if you guys could help us, you know, if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Well, you most certainly are, you lucky listener. You and the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and, of course, the Trail Chasers podcast. All right, Tammy, uh, intro A or intro B? Uh, B. I'm looking for it. <laughs> when you drive a black Jeep, everybody knows you rock. Off-road in a regular, when all our guys are stuck. Yeah, remember what you see, a dude in a Cherokee. You could come off-roading if you get up off your knees. Get a regular 
I want to sing sing along so bad, but I think I would scare some listeners away. <laughs> um, Josh sings at Christmas. <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other day I was uh, driving my son to school and we're driving down the street and I look up at this tree and it's half orange and red and yellow and I'm like, no. <laughs> that means winter is coming, folks. And no, I'm not talking about the Game of Thrones. I'm talking about old man winter is coming. Um, so that means it's time to, for me to start prepping my my Jeep. And what that means is taking care of all those scratches that are underneath my Jeep and the undercarriage that I get from the rocks at Roush Creek. So what what do you do to you know to prep that, you may ask? Well, I do a little thing called rust prevention because those good old salt trucks that are out in the road when winter comes, they are very, very bad for, for the Jeep um, or any vehicle for that matter. So what I do is um, there's a couple of things. First, I wash the undercarriage thoroughly. Um, and then, you know, after it's dry, I'll get under there and I'll sand it and I'll use a wire brush to try to remove as much as the surface rust as I can. And then um, I, someone, what, two years ago told me about this really cool stuff. It's called Rust Treatment from Permatex. Um, it's a really good product. Um, you spray it on, and it's supposed to destroy rust on contact. Um, I usually let that dry for about 24 hours, and then I'll add another coat of black spray paint. And I use this stuff here called... Um, rust tough enamel it's made by Krylon it's the ultimate corrosion protection and it eliminates rust so I probably um, go a little overboard maybe but you know when it comes to my Jeep I'll do as much as I can to protect it to make it last as long as I can because it's costs lots of money so anyway after the Permatex dries for 24 hours I'll spray this rust tough enamel on my skid plates and you really need to be careful when spraying this stuff around your exhaust because when you start your Jeep up, it gets pretty stinky. Um, and stay away from those brake lines, of course. Um, and then once that all dries, I was also told from other Jeepers about this really cool thing. It's powerful rust and corrosion protection. It's called fluid film. And I know we've talked about this on the show a while back, but this stuff is really good. Um, it's a unique wool-based wool wax based formula that is supposed to provide long-term protection for metals and it's um, stops existing corrosion on contact as well as future corrosion which that's the key right there um, the future corrosion because all winter long and sometimes it's really hard to get your jeep washed in the winter just because it's so cold um, but that salt and that chemical concoction that they put on the road just keeps adding to your Jeep. So um, I will add this fluid film and you can get this at Amazon and you can go over to Jeep Talk Show. Where is it? There it is. JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon and um, purchase this fluid film or any of the other sprays that I mentioned. Um, anyway, if you guys have any tips that you do to winterize your Jeep, Give us an email, or you can call us on our voicemail line. We'd love to share them with the other listeners out there. I have one I can share right oh, now. Please? Move down south. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good way to winterize. Be, be those, what do they call them um, when they go down south to Florida? Snowbirds. Snowbirds, thank you. Migrators, snowbirds, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be a good thing. But then you don't get to drive in the snow, and that's that fun, That would be too. a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you'll get some this year. Yeah, let's hope. Try out those tires, finally. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, coming up later in the show, we've got the best tips for selecting a new exhaust for your Jeep. I think I'm hungry. You said best tips, and I was thinking beef tips. I just oh, dry love, tip. mm. you know, a little uh, and some beef stroganoff, uh, a couple of good yeah. jokes with that, too. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, if you guys are uh, if you guys are looking for a source of Jeep tech info, how tos, and gathering of fellow like minded Jeepers, then please head over to our forum, JeepTalkForum.com. Once there, you guys can engage with other Jeepers, ask questions, get answers to your blind built blind questions. Yes, blind questions. Build questions. Check out show and shine and off road picks. Read about events, modifications, even find a selection of written transcripts from segments right here on the Jeep Talk Show. If you're worried about how you're going to get treated, nah, don't worry. There's no flaming, no making fun, and of course, no such thing as a stupid question. Whether you're brand new to the Jeep world or you're on your 27th Jeep, now nah, there's something for everybody over at JeepTalkForum.com. Reminds me of Jensen over on XJTalk.com. Oh, boy, that guy. <laughs> he's got a bunch that of That name's Jeeps. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a bunch of Jeeps. I, I don't think he's ever had like less than 13 Jeeps. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, oh my it, goodness. It's wonderful to at see. At once. Yeah. At once. Yeah. I think, uh, wow. I think the chat thing, uh, the bot on the chat says, if you put in Jensen, it says he has, uh, he collects Jeeps like uh, old women collect cats. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he does some great work. I don't know if you remember that no, TJ that, uh, that he bought that the, uh, the front uh, fender, uh, actually, the body was messed up, and he re- redid that whole thing, made it beautiful. I just, I don't think I could let him go. I think I would just get too attached to the Jeep, uh, especially if I'd done a lot of work to it, like he did. So mm-hmm. he's up there oh, in it Canada. Was, it was really hard for me to let go of my Sahara. I mean, and I only had that for a year. Um, I don't know how people do it. Well, you really wanted that topless uh, vehicle, and uh, you got one. And I, I, I'm just, you know, I, it would be easy for me to do with going to a Rubicon. I think. Yeah. Easier. And it was still black. Yeah, and it was still black. So. Oh, that's right. I was thinking your uh, Sahara was a different color, but it was. No, they both are black, weren't they? It didn't have as much purple as my Rubicon does now. All right, so I want to chastise you folks about reviews. We were looking at reviews, and uh, well, I think there was a lot of hurricane hot uh, hurricane action going on uh, the TV during this last couple of weeks. But we're missing reviews. We like hearing from you guys. If you please take the time to give us a review on Facebook or uh, iTunes, especially iTunes, uh, and uh, oh, where else do we get it? Twitter. Uh, did I say Facebook? I'll say it again. Uh, there is a review section over there. You know, we're coming up on uh, close to a hundred reviews. On iTunes, people are saying 100 reviews and you're bitching about reviews. I know, it's it's like a drug. You just want more. So as Josh always tells us, uh, and, and we play or read every review, good or bad. Thankfully, most of them are good, but uh, it's a great way to criticize the show. Let us know what uh, what we could do differently. Uh, we got one this week uh, from somebody, don't we, uh, Tammy? Well, it, it's not necessarily a review, but it was a comment on my YouTube channel. I posted the video that we showed last week. We were talking about um, bad mechanic work, mm-hmm. um, and so I showed a video of... I call it shark fin. Yeah, the shark fin. Um, the adrenaline off-road guys were showing me some shoddy work done by a, a, a mechanic that they had to fix. Anyway, Kristen was commented on this video after she watched it. She's like, just heard the podcast and had to watch the video. I don't believe in knocking people publicly, kind of, but would be good to know... <laughs> <laughs> Who to avoid? That was such shady work. Would never let anyone I didn't know or trust wrench on my Jeep. I, so, kind, of, um, I kind of agree with her. I like letting people know who to stay away from. I mean, I think oh, it's important. Oh, indeed. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know what the liabilities are about doing it publicly in a right. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but um, no, but it just, I, I, there's just no way. I mean, I can't. Why in the world, and, and this is probably a rehashing, but why in the world would somebody that doesn't know what they're doing try to bluff their way through it simply to get money and and you know it's not going to hold together yeah well maybe they didn't i don't know especially that work that we saw in that video i was i was blown away i thought i'd seen some some pretty shoddy work over the years but that took the cake i think i would have called that uh that axle tube a floating axle tube just to make it sound uh cool i sound like it's really (laughs) cool I, i and you know what someone could have probably told me that and i'd be like oh and then i'd be out on the trails I have a floating axle tube, and people would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I should never have a shop. I would be telling people, that's a Henway 3724. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would have believed you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You just have to act like you know what you're talking about. That's 90% of being a man. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for that, uh, for writing in, uh, Kristen. And uh, like I said, I agree with you. So 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out if we can uh, uh, publicize uh, who that was so you can stay away from them. Coming next month, we're changing the show. What? What's changing? Nah, what's with all the changes? What do you mean changes? Well, you'll have to keep listening to find out. You're giving us homework? Let's just say it's big. <laughs> Starting this October, the Jeep Talk Show will change forever. Kind of scary. <laughs> what? What are we changing? What are you guys oh, talking about? What is coming up in the future, the very near future? You guys are going to have to stay tuned to find out big stuff, big stuff coming up in the very near future with the Jeep Talk Show. We told you, didn't we, Tammy? Am I getting fired? <laughs> if I had a nickel it's for every time news, you people, ask. big news, people, big news. I know. <laughs> hey, Tammy, can you, can you stay after the show? I want to talk to you. Am I getting fired? <laughs> I know. I do. No, we're word. doubling your salary. Oh, Yay. <laughs> Tammy forgets she works for free. <laughs> yeah, so big changes coming up. You need to stay tuned to find out more. And uh, you don't have to wait that much longer because uh, October is just right around. I mean, God, right around the, halfway I through yeah. September. I mean, pretty soon Halloween is going to be here. It's, oh. oh, you doing it this this uh, this year, Josh? Oh, yeah, something along those lines. It, you know, I got to wait until like the week of before I know what I'm going to do because it's all dependent on the weather. So we'll, oh, we'll jump off true. that bridge. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking fireworks for some reason because I know you do a lot of fireworks, but you wouldn't be doing fireworks Halloween. for Halloween. <laughs> Hell no, not this time Well, I was year. thinking I was thinking you could do a, uh, a Vietnam uh, the motif. <laughs> <laughs> actually have uh, light know, the whole neighborhood on fire turn this place into beirut <laughs> have uh you know a machine gun fire and <laughs> just really scare the it would be a history lesson and scare the hell out of them at the same time <laughs> you got tech questions oh, what do i ever we have answers oh that's good because I, I it's tech talk with jeep talk many people drive a jeep specifically for that rugged outdoor go anywhere attitude but when you're out on the dunes or scrambling up a trail and crawling over a ledge, you need all your Jeep's power in the low RPM range. If you're still using the restrictive factory exhaust, well, you definitely are not getting everything you can performance and capability-wise out of the Jeep. This makes the difference between powering over your obstacle or finding something to attach your winch to. Today's aftermarket upgrades like cat-back exhaust systems, headers, and performance mufflers are great ways to add power, torque, and yes, even fuel efficiency while lowering emissions and changing the vehicle's sound if you choose. And it's that choice I'm going to help you out on today. Choosing the right exhaust can be tricky. With so many options and the interwebs giving us instant gratification, changing the performance and sound of your Jeep has never been more attractive or easier. But it's also easy to screw things up. Cut corners, skimp on this or that, or worse, get the wrong advice, and you're going to do more harm than good. Okay, so where do we start? This is another point where we have to be honest with ourselves. Do we want it loud or not? used to be synonymous, loud exhaust meant better performance, and the louder it was, the more powerful the engine. Not so much, anymore, anyways. In many cases, this is still true, but how many hot rod Jeeps have you really seen? Now, typically, you don't want all your performance gains to be in the upper RPM range on your Jeep unless you're building a strictly track or sand rig. I suppose mud bogging would be an appropriate application for high RPM wheeling, but let's face it, most of us are hitting the trails, heading up to the mountain or your local off-road park to put our daily driver in four low. Most aftermarket exhaust manufacturers have put extensive engineering and R&D into the flow, sound, heat dissipation, efficiency, and most important, performance of their systems. Most exhaust companies will offer some sort of selection filtering so you can determine which kits are louder than others and which ones offer the most performance increases. And yes, I said kits. You don't want to piece together an exhaust system. You don't want to get any of the gain. You won't get any of the gains until the system is done anyways, and doing it piece by piece is going to be much more expensive in the long run. Who wants to waste money? Come on. The most, common, the most common exhaust upgrade is the cat-back exhaust system. This is the part we're going to focus on today. This is the entire exhaust system from the catalytic converters on back. All right, so who's the best? What gains will I see? Who's the cheapest? What do we want to stay away from? And where are the deals? These are the most frequently asked questions, and the answers will get you pointed in the right direction. Okay, let's start with what we don't want. We don't want a system that doesn't give us any gains. So an OE or original equipment replacement and anything from the junkyard is out. We live where the salt, where they salt the roads. We don't want something that's going to corrode or rust, so we'll want to stay away from the cheaper aluminized steel versions and definitely stay away from plain steel systems. Be wary of painted kits, too, 
After a season on the trails, that paint will be long gone and the rust will soon take its place. Stainless steel is the best way to go as it will last the longest. It will also be typically a little bit more expensive. But think about how much you're going to spend on cheaper replacement exhaust work over the lifespan of the stainless steel one. Exhaust systems are definitely one area where you get what you pay for. Now stay away from no-name brands unless you're okay with being the guinea pig. The bigger brands have the R&D reputation and the sales to back up their, cl their claims and their products. So who's the top players here? Well, when it comes to both performance and sound, well, especially for the JKs, the top pick is the MBRP and Gibson systems. Dynamax is quickly becoming a force in this field as well, offering systems that last, perform well, and offer crazy rebate incentives all the time. Of course, the tried and true stands tall as well. Magnaflow and Flowmaster have both been doing this longer than just about everybody else. They've got the product lines and reputations to back it up. If low RPM power is your pick, choose the one-pipe systems. For those who want it as loud as can be, look into the dual-pipe systems. Be warned, though, some of these aftermarket systems won't work with some lift components or bumpers, so it's extremely important to talk with the manufacturer to determine what's best for your particular setup. Many companies offer rock crawler series of mufflers, which are a lower profile, and offer higher clearance. Some high-clearance systems like the Pipes system, or both Magnaflow and Flowmaster's off-road systems, have a downpipe that dumps the exhaust forward of the rear axle. Dynamax has a quiet crawler series, which claims to be barely above stock in its tone and loudness for those who don't want a lot of volume. Now, I know what you're thinking, and no, you don't need a welder to install most of these systems nowadays. Yes, some do require that, but there are so many driveway install options that require just basic hand tools and an afternoon to get your Jeep sounding and performing incredible. That's right, you can do this yourself. It's easy, trust me. But if you need a shop to do it, then it will typically run you about 100 to 150 bucks, so, you know, be warned. So what sort of numbers are we talking about here? Most realistic gains from most catback systems with no other engine modifications like intake, header, chips, or programmers, etc. are between 1 and 10 horsepower and single-digit torque gains. The manufacturer's claims will be substantially more than that, but remember, they're trying to sell products. Typically, you will get the most out of an exhaust system when the engine is breathing as best as it can from bumper to bumper. This is going to mean performing the aforementioned modifications. Intake, chip, headers, etc. You get the idea. Once you have the engine breathing in as best as it can, you can really gain the performance that it was intended out of your new catback exhaust system and see the numbers closer to what the manufacturer is claiming. Well, I hope this sheds some light on what you look for when, you know, what to look out for at least when picking an aftermarket catback exhaust system for your Jeeps. Remember guys, every Jeep is different, everybody's setup is different, and your results may vary. So, you know, just do your research and, well, I hope this helps. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question, any question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Just put in the subject line, Tech Talk. I'm glad hey. you uh, you included the your results may vary, because that's exactly what I was thinking whenever you talked about the gains that the manufacturers say that people mm -hmm. will get. Uh, they they throw that in there with a little asterisk because it's 25 like, horsepower and 50 <laughs> foot-pounds of torque is, yeah, not really. More but, horsepower know. than an F-16 jet. See, I always thought like the the exhaust, you know, the loud exhaust, that was like a, a sports car type of thing. Um, I always thought when people were changing out their exhaust system on their Jeeps, it was for clearance purposes, but that's not necessarily true. But it's usually Not like in what, all cases. It's usually what Josh is talking about. I mean, I think a lot of people just want to get the tone a little different. Right. Uh, and, there, and then there's that thing that, you know, Tammy, you and I have talked about where it's just something you can buy for your Jeep and doesn't, you know, right. it doesn't cost $1,000 to do. You can go out there and do something to it. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's the torque gains and uh, the more horsepower that I think a lot of people right. are hoping for. Yeah, and you I definitely get a little bit of that, that seat of the pants meter, you know, improvement. You're going to notice something, you know, uh, always, obviously the sound is going to improve regardless of what system you put on there. Uh, there are some systems out there that people say it sounds a little ricer, you know, yeah. sounds like a more of an, of a, of a Honda exhaust. So be careful. Just don't, you know, buy the cheapest thing out there. The first thing that comes across your screen, uh, you know, do a little bit of research, talk to a few people, maybe even go down to your local off-road shop and talk to some of the guys out there. And uh, get some advice from them as well. And, and, of course, if you guys always want a second opinion, feel free to write the show, and I'll be happy to answer your question on the show. So when I was working at HP up on, like, the fourth floor or something, this huge building, uh, I was able – I had a window view, and uh, it was the window view for the sewage treatment 
for the entire facility because the, the oh joy yeah the HP facility is huge. It used to be compact, and the wind when the wind was just right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it would uh, splatter the 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 window. Uh, no, but anyway, uh, the thing and this isn't a dig on Magnaflow, but I thought it was funny because uh, the Magnaflow eighteen wheeler with the big tube. Uh, trailer would show up every so often to drain off some of the sewage or add something to it. I don't know what, but I swear to God, Fuck. it said Magnaflow. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's the name of a, of a muffler. I mean, I, I, sh- I actually, I should have got a picture of that. But uh, so anytime I hear Magnaflow, I think about the, uh, the uh, literally uh, the dump truck uh, coming uh, to uh, uh, take care of the, uh, the waste I'm positive. There was no relation, but no. you never know. Well, you, you know, you're know. right in, in multi conglomerates and in businesses, you don't know, uh, where the CEO, CEO takes the company. So it's always possible. Uh, I never could hear it. It sounded like I had a good exhaust system on it though. <laughs> this is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is Lisa Simon from Chim Perfect. This is Alan Peterson with Painless Performance Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal. This is Neil from SFJ4x4.com. This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA RM. Hey, I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest. This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, a nice big Jeep wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off road industry. We thank you for your support. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I just got a comment about the accident that uh, you witnessed the other day, Josh. Uh, yeah, we, we know you didn't cause it. And uh, we know you're doubting yourself asking what you could have done to prevent it. But what you should be asking is, hey, what's he going to do with that head now? <laughs> and uh, I know you're feeling down. And uh, so I'd like to cheer you up by singing you a song. Okay. <laughs> and today's tune is going to be to the tune of Beach Boys, Help Me Rhonda. <laughs> I got up in the morning, brushed my teeth, and combed my hair. When I went through the driveway, I could see that it wasn't there. They oh. took my Honda, took, took my Honda, took my Honda, took my Honda, took, took my Honda, took my Honda, took my Honda, took, took my Honda, took my Honda, yeah, second time this week. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, Nikki G out. Oh, gee. Oh, God, now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> He did say Rhonda, didn't he? He didn't. He didn't uh, trip over the the punchline before, because <laughs> I heard Rhonda. Oh, I didn't hear man. Honda. <laughs> no, he said Rhonda. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that was great. All right, and uh, we have a bonus, Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I want to reply to uh, John T's email last week. Uh, thanks for the kind words. Uh, you and I are the only ones that think I'm funny. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. That I uh, had to take down for legal reasons for a while, but now it's back up and running. And you can find it under Nick G or Lazy Fix It, or I even I have time hard time finding it. Just stumble around. Spend en- endless hours on the internet, you'll find it. Uh, I don't have a podcast, and I never really thought about one until now. But I, if I did, I guess it would go something like this. This week on the Nikki G Talk Show, we talk about black helicopters and why they're following you. The potato of the week is actually an onion and rhubarb. Even in pie form, it's still disgusting. All that and more on the Nikki G Talk Show. Oh my god! I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Oh, gee. Thank you, oh, Nikki God. G. I love me some Nikki G. Nikki G comes <laughs> back with a vengeance. <laughs> so I I don't know if this is, I went to YouTube and I went Nick G. I don't know if this is him or not. There's two subscribers. I'll have, Probably. I'll, I'm, I'm subscribed to him. Uh, I'll have to uh, shoot that over to you so we can put it in the show notes yeah. so people can uh, go and find the, the, the Nikki G, get their Nikki G fix. And while you're at it, you could subscribe to the Jeep Talk show too. Always trying to sell the show, Tammy. I know. Someone's got to. That or that blog thing. <laughs> I know. That's jeepmama.com. Speaking of selling stuff. 
Oh, yeah, we got some must-have stuff for your guys' Jeep. These are kind of some items that uh, stand out above the rest. We think that these are some stuff that you guys are going to need for your Jeep or definitely stuff that you want to have on your radar. I found these here recently. These are the Colby Valve Emergency Valve Stems, guys. If you've ever been in some serious rock crawling or some nasty trails, you guys know the dangers of a, of a root coming out or that, you know, that rogue rock that can just shear your valve stem off and air down your tire a lot faster and a lot lower than you'd ever want it to be. Now, these are designed to be installed and replaced without breaking down the tire, which, you know, could keep a broken valve stem from putting a damper on your off-road adventure. That's an all-day thing. The Kobe Valve Emergency Valve requires no tools for installation, and the wing spacer design is said to make tightening the valve as easy as twisting a wing nut. Kobe Valves are made from solid brass bar stock. They fit any standard valve stem hole and are said to be 20 times stronger than standard valve stems. Wow. Every Colby Valve is made in the USA, so go check them out at colbyvalve.com. These things will run you about $30 to $35, depending on uh, on which ones you need. Is that a full set of four? or? Yes. So how would you, because um, this happened to me, I didn't realize um, I had a broken valve stem, and I was watching my tire levels, because my tire light's on all the time, because I have my tires aired mm -hmm. to lower than what they recommend and I just haven't gotten around to changing what you need to change so that light won't blink anymore. Oh, good. Um, yeah. But anyway, I found out that I had a broken valve stem. But my question, how would you, do you just twist these in? Yeah, if these, if you have what? one broken, then, then I'm sorry, and these come in, a, in either in a single pack or a, uh, or a pair pack. Uh, and depending on on you know which ones the oh. which ones you need and stuff like that, so uh, so this yeah. is if you if you broken one you would put this in. Well, you probably do or it before. If you, or if you want, I mean, they have a they have a super short version. Um, which if you want to just install these instead of your regular valve stems, you could have your right. shop put these into your wheels. You know, at the moment that they you know do the installation, or you just take them down to your your local Les Schwab or, or tire shop or whatever, and they can put these on for you. Uh, you know, there and and have them permanently installed. Uh, but I mean, the initial intent is these were going to be a, um, a, a, you know, a replacement, oh, a repair, okay. if you will. And they do have permanent valve stem options. They have the emergency version, which oh, will, see, yeah. um, you know, which will, you know, fix, you know, a broken one, and and uh, and they have some other versions and stuff as well. So go check them out, guys. They got a bunch of cool stuff over there. Uh, if you want something stronger than just the dinky little, you know, two dollar valve stem that they charge you ten bucks for. Uh, it's just, you know, made out of cheap, flimsy rubber. Uh, check these things out. These are super duty. Do you know if it works with uh, the um, TPMS uh, modules, the TPMS I reports? I, I believe these are after the TPMS. So oh, okay. these are going to basically be, these are going to bridge that gap between the inside of the wheel and, you know, airing up. And then the TPMS is going to be post from that. It'll be after that. So these will probably work in conjunction with. Or screw into your TPMS, which will then get, you know, all the whole unit will then get mounted in the wheel. And I'm sure you can find that out, uh, that specific information out over there at ColbyValve.com. Uh, you know, the TP, uh, TPMS, is that right? I think I was... Yeah, uh, tire just, pressure monitor TP, system. Yep. I was just throwing letters out there hoping for the best. Uh, that's not, not something you and I have to worry about, Josh. Just these people no. with fancy Jeeps. Nah, you know. <laughs> Why do you guys not have to worry about it? We don't have uh, TPMS uh, modules in our, oh, in our wheels. okay. They didn't come in ours. Ours are real off-road vehicles. I do they? believe they have aftermarket uh, <laughs> versions, though, if that's something that you're into. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm trying to wind Tammy up. <laughs> no, I'm taking deep breaths. It's got uh, heated seats, too, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I just came in the Jeep. I was this there, the minding my own business. I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> signing the check <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't patient enough to design my own jeep i just wanted one right now because well, you know i can you say have to wait weeks upon weeks i to can get say those. this you're actually out there on the trails and i'm still trying to make mine work for <laughs> so, yeah so i can get it out and do stuff with it that i've been working on for so long so yeah i can't, I can't fault you for that that would be nice it just scares me not knowing how it all works i, I like knowing how it all goes together All right, let's make this a, a good news campfire side chat. I mean, I hope everything is uh, going well with everybody. I mean, you didn't catch on fire. Your house didn't catch on fire. So I guess those are good Knock things. Knock on so, wood. 
Uh, yeah, no, and actually, uh, we're supposed to be seeing the first measurable amount of rain actually going to be getting a good soaker for the first time in like three months uh, here this coming week or this Sunday, I think, is when it's supposed to roll in. So, well, how long yeah, is it going to be now? a lot? Uh, uh, what's that? How long has it been now? Three months without Ooh, any measurable that rain. That is unbelievable. Ooh, the, yeah. And the suicide, uh, yeah, the suicide uh, line is going out of business out there without the rain. I know. I was thinking the <laughs> so same thing. So much sun. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is, is actually, we haven't <laughs> seen a lot of the sun because it, we went like three weeks without smoke. seeing the sun because <laughs> yeah. of all, this, all the uh, wildfire smoke. So it was like it was like overcast and you could barely breathe all the time. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's uh, you know, hopefully and, all uh, that will be over after this weekend. In North Dakota and Minnesota, they they have an air quality alert because of the smoke that you guys. Uh, you yeah, things were yeah. so bad. We were, we were um, at one point in time worse than Beijing, China. Wow, <laughs> we were worse than the worst countries, you know, air quality in the world. We had the wor- right here in Oregon. Hooray! Yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh. I bet you the joggers were having a hard time out there. Oh God! I, you know, they canceled a lot of events because of that. But uh, oh, really? That's interesting. I can see that. But man, I wish I could be in California this weekend. A lot of big events and stuff are coming up, and and uh, we'll get to a little bit of that later in the show. But uh, man, it would be uh, this is like you know the end of the summer is when a lot of the big events are happening and stuff like that. And it's just it makes me wish that I could you know travel around the country and 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 go to some of these events you know on behalf of myself or the show for that matter. But. Uh, it's just one of these sort of wishful thinking type of things. Got a big show coming up in California this weekend that I really wish I could go to. So, well, if you had that's a, what I'll be that's what I'll be doing. I'll be I'll be daydreaming about the Jeep being there. If you had a Jeep that was running, you could uh, yeah. you could probably do yeah. that, right? That's that's the uh, that's the goal. Uh, hopefully for next year. So, how is the the Jeep stuff coming? Uh, well, no news, I guess, is good news. Um, and I I told you guys last week that uh, the head got dropped off uh, at a shop the right. weekend before. And I told oh, yeah, the guys right. specifically that, um, you know, hey, take your time. I'm in no rush for this. Uh, you know, really, if it takes you two weeks or two months, you know, whatever, um, you know, just make sure you do a good job, obviously. That's why I came to you. Um, and then, you know, you know, all the other stuff. So, um, I, you know, they said, oh, it's not going to take that long. We'll, we'll have it done here pretty soon. So, you know, I figured it's going to be anywhere from like three to four weeks or something like that. So. Who is the? Uh, have you mentioned who the uh, the company is, the business is that's working on? Yeah, I mentioned them uh, last last week. I'll be happy to mention them again. It's D and D Machine in Portland, Oregon. Um, they they are one of the few shops in this area uh, that specialize in in remanufacturing Jeep heads. Now I could have gone with a with just a a reman Jeep head, nah. um, but you know, yeah, it's, it's just what one does of those that mean? Like, yeah. Well, I could have gotten an, an aftermarket remanufactured um, head for the Jeep, and it would have been brand new valves. It would have been 100% brand spanking new or completely remanufactured from somebody somewhere. Who knows? And who knows what kind of you know tolerances that they were you know trying to keep? Who knows what kind of kind of quality control that they 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 do? Now there are a couple of companies out there that have some relatively good reputations when it comes to aftermarket heads. Clearwater is one of them. Obviously, Edelbrock is going to be another. But I'm not spending Edelbrock kind of money here. Right. So you know that's it's one of those things to where all right, what are my other options? Let's rebuild this head. You know I'm not going to go to a junkyard and go pull you know a head off of something else and slap it on my Jeep and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. You know I need something that's that's going to work i want something that's going to last and uh, the best option was rebuilding this head making sure that this head is going to match this is the one that was supposed to be on the engine so yeah, oh, all that and i'll say no offense to any of you guys out there that that's what you do you just go pull ahead and throw it on there or you pull out a, a transmission and throw it in there you don't do anything to it other than maybe look at the fluid color uh, and, and even that, that might be uh, an extra step that you don't do. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're if you're driving around a five hundred dollar, not there's uh, anything wrong with that. <laughs> if you're driving around a five hundred dollar Cherokee and all you're doing is a weekend warrior and not your daily driver, uh, I certainly understand that. But uh, Josh and myself, we uh, mine's a daily driver, and Josh's isn't. He's got his uh, uh, often stolen Honda for the daily driver. But on those times that he's waiting for it to come back home, it would be nice for him to have the Jeep. <laughs> to drive and not have to well not only that panic it's, it's, to find a, a ride <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nice having something that's going to be you know ultra reliable as well something oh, yeah. where if i wanted to drive down to california for the weekend to attend a show um you know for the sake of the jeep talk show or something like that i can pop in the jeep and not think twice about it 
Now, if I have an aftermarket head on there, there's always going to be in the back of my head. You know, is that oh, is that really going to last? You know, is it going to be okay? How how hot did it get before it was right. remanufactured? And and yeah. Tammy, to answer your question, what Josh is having done to his head now is just the remanufacturing process. But yeah, and a little he, bit more too. But he knows the head because it came with the Jeep, so he knows what to expect from it. It still could be bad, and they're going to find out that as they're going through it. And the other thing he knows is who is working on it. He can go to the those people and say, "Hey, this happened." What you know, and then they can you know back that up, or uh, more than likely it'll be just fine because he knows exactly who it is doing the work there. So when you get a remanufactured head, you don't know. Uh, so you just don't know what. What is the like? Because I just like Google Jeep head, and I got headlights. <laughs> oh, thank God! I'm just trying to. I know. I know. Oh God! So this so. is this is the cylinder. This is the the cylinder head, Tammy. Uh, so if you thank type you. in cylinder like, head, uh, yeah. God. <laughs> Okay, we're digressing. And I think it's an O four five one. I know how you like numbers, Tammy. Oh yeah, that yeah, I understand. Oh, okay. I th- didn't weren't you showing pictures of this? Or didn't you have this as a I think he's uh, got some information on his GoFundMe uh, site. Uh, which yeah, just, I've got some pictures up there and stuff as well. And I think I've shared some pictures with you guys behind the scenes, uh, but not. No, I didn't. I didn't have right. the the head here to you know show and tell and lift the thing up. You know, okay, things like yeah. Pounds, so well, maybe next week we can. Oh, that's right. Oh it's yeah, at the no, shop. Wait, maybe uh, maybe uh, yeah. If it, <laughs> if it comes back all nice and shiny, I'll I'll uh, I'll wait until after the show to put it on. I'll give a little show and tell. I'll, I'll get some uh, fart sounds uh, at the ready. Right. So whenever you're lifting <laughs> that up, drop an O ring or something. <laughs> Jeez, if you you took that out all by yourself, it's oh, not man. it's not that heavy. The problem is is reaching no, over I, to pick it up. That's the I wouldn't that's even know problem. where to begin to get that thing um, out. I was well, now I took the I took the core support. The basically I took the front of the Jeep off. Um, that makes so it easier. I I yeah, and with the winch bumper there, I had a good platform to stand and squat on. So it wasn't like I was completely you know uh, you know hunched over the jeep i was sort of squatted right there in front oh, and you gotta be careful to, of your back too i forgot about that yes sir <laughs> so that's why i was i wanted to make sure that i was doing this in in, in as best of of a uh, posture as possible so yeah the last thing i need to do is start trying to yank a head off the off the block and, and throw my back out <laughs> Then the uh, the thousand dollars or whatever it is that you've uh, you're up to on your GoFundMe page then goes to uh, emergency back surgery. Emergency back surgery, yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be pleasant? Oh, That'd be horrible. No, not again. What, what are you up to on your GoFundMe now, Josh? I haven't looked at a few days. We're we're just under seven hundred. My goodness, that's oh, great. Wow. So if you guys would like to, because Josh isn't going to say say anything about this, if you guys would like to go over there and help Josh uh, collect some money to get his Jeep back together, I know we all have the same issue. We have some problem with our Jeep. We need to get it fixed. But Josh's Jeep has been down for a long time. Uh, much of this show's content, if not 99% of it, is free. So we're asking you to uh, help the show out by helping Josh out so he can go to these uh, these functions, get some audio for the show, get some video for the show, uh, just, just go out there and meet and greet. Just go over to GoFundMe.com, save Josh's Jeep. If you're uh, watching the video, you see it right there at the bottom of your screen, scrolling across the screen. GoFundMe.com, save Josh's Jeep. And uh, oh, we'll, have that in the sh- we'll have that in the show notes. Thanks, Tony. Down there. Did that last so, week too, Tam- Josh. You're not watching the you're not watching the video. No, I, I <laughs> I'm my my eyes and nose are buried in the show notes most of the time. Tammy, you've got uh you've got some off roading here coming up in the in your very near future, don't you? Um kind of, yeah. It's not um, not with the Jeep though, is it? No, no. It's a it's a terrain race. Um I've been training for I don't know, uh, about three months now. So for, um, so those of us who are maybe a little naive to this, can you just briefly explain explain what a terrain race is? Um, well, I, this will be my second one I've done. The first one was called the Warrior Dash. It's a 5K race, usually. It's three to five miles, depending on the, the course. They have them all across the country in different cities, and it's in the mud. You're running and crawling and jumping in the mud and there's obstacle court or obstacles. Um, it's like an obstacle course race in the mud. So, um, you've done this before, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we used to call it recess. Yes. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So put your dress down, Sally. Yeah. So instead of the Jeep getting muddy, I will be getting muddy. A friend and I are going to do this. 
Um, so I've been training, and the only training I've really done is just running. Because um, the first time I did it, up. yeah, yeah, and today I felt awesome. I wasn't like out of breath or anything. Um, good. So anyway, I I was nervous the first time I did it. I thought I'm not going to be able to get over these obstacles because I don't have any upper body strength and. Um, it really surprised me at how easy it was, even at my age. Um, so, now, but we'll see. Are you doing see. the same? Are you doing the same race? I mean, is it the same people who put it on? You know, as as last time, or is this like a different promoter or whatever? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a different promoter. This one's so the called obstacles Tur- are likely going to be different and stuff as well. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure they are. There, there were some that I think I'll have to bypass. There's the the monkey bars. Remember the monkey bars when you were growing up yeah. in elementary school. And they're over water. Um, I just ah. don't know if I am going to be able to. I should go over to the local local park this weekend and have my son videotape me going on the monkey bars. Well, you don't want you don't want to get sore before you go to right. this thing. It might be best uh, if, if if it's so close to the event. It might be best just to do try the best you can. But and then right. next year, uh, do that. So yeah, Tammy, it's just uh, for fun. Yeah, they've got they've got a couple of these that happen up here in this area. They call them Spartan races up here. Right. Uh, I think the Warrior Dash is actually one that makes it out in this uh, this neck of the woods as well. Um, but uh, a lot of the ones out here, because we're in the beer mecca of, of the United States here, they, they as really? soon as you cross the finish line, they give you a beer. Oh, yeah. uh, is that, is that yeah. something they do out there as well? Yeah, the the Warrior Dash. We got a I got a beer, and then I actually did a. It was just for women. It was a woman's one that I did with um, like four of my friends. We, we got a free beer afterwards, too. So I'm hoping we'll get another Very free good. beer at this one, too. Well, yeah, I think better it's after standard. than before, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Can you imagine all those drunk people out there? Yeah, but one beer is not going to get everyone drunk. But All the spewing. Um, oh, but all the yeah. foam. <laughs> yeah. They do have a, a, a bubble race, a suds race, where you race through bubbles. That sounds slippery. Very, yeah, very weird. Yeah, sounds like anyway. uh, beer-related, yeah. That's what I'll be doing, and um, oh, I still I got my foot pegs painted. I still how they turn uh, out? They look really nice. Good, um, good. I just haven't taken my doors off yet. I s- just last weekend we did a big yard sale trying to. I got two hundred and twenty dollars, so now I can buy stuff. Um, um, actually, I just got my hair cut. Spent all the money on my kids getting video games so but there goes the g parts i know so tammy maybe you've looked into this already but if not maybe it would be uh make a good uh a good thing for the show uh do they make anything that allows uh, helps you get the doors off a jk since they're so damn heavy they do have and you know what this this would have been a great must-have stuff for their your jeep it's like a a door holder so you put the it's like a like a rounded thing that you could set the door on and then you pull that up um i'll have to research to you, find the name of that but you need but, something to help lift the weight don't you I right mean, it might, and that's what it is um oh okay because it sounded like it was just like some way that you could get your hands on it better but you still have to have that physical strength to, right well yeah to lift you that 80 pounds. Need, yeah i was thinking of more um, of something along the lines that uh somebody that can't lift 80 pounds um uh, would be able to yeah, do well, yeah. <laughs> or and like see, Josh for, says without dropping an O-ring <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and for when your Jeep's lifted it's that much harder to get those doors off for someone my height and with my upper body strength yeah and if you're not used to holding 80 pounds that, that door could be hitting the ground and mm. scraping across mm-hmm. the stuff really quickly it would be cool if you have had a, some sort of pulley system to I'm going to say use the buddy system I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if somebody makes one uh, that allows you to use your high lift jack. You know, it'd have to be really. You'd have to have it uh, have some distance so that you wouldn't scratch the door with the high lift jack. But you know, some sort of mount that you could put on a high lift jack and jack that thing off. Uh, that would be. Uh, I don't know. I it may, may not work because it would be too stick out too far. But just something. You know, something that you already have mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. you could just make use of instead of having to buy this three hundred and some dollar contraption. You know, one of the things, and you guys have probably seen this before, Josh, I'm sure you have, uh, yeah. a, a lot of, uh, there were uh, these kits with uh, uh, like uh, ceiling mounted winches, electrical winches, and uh, like this big T-frame that you'd put yeah. on top of the, the, the hard top, and yeah. then you would hook onto it and then press the button, and it would lift the top off of the, off your Jeep, the hard top off your Jeep, and just suspend it there. 
so that you know you could go topless on with these 200 plus pound uh, uh, tops that are very difficult to hard tops that are really difficult to remove. So uh, I wonder if you could do something like that, Tammy. Get a uh, one of those uh, 300 pound uh, winches, electric winches, uh, mounted in your garage, and just use an electric winch and some sort right. of hookup. I mean, I, but but then again, you'd have to have something that was tried and true, not to scratch the door up. Right. I don't know. It, Somebody's got to come out with something. Well, there is. Well, I'm I, trying to find it right now, and if if anyone knows of what that product's name is it helps you lift the door off shoot us an email so i can share it with everyone yeah i'm not sure exactly what that one uh, you're you're speaking of uh, particularly is but uh, there's there's something that i've i've recommended to a lot of people who have hard tops uh like for the tjs and 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 cjs and stuff who you know want to remove that top by themselves but you know it's so awkward and and it's it's just it's hard to do by yourself, you know, but if you have something like, you know, a, a mechanical advantage or a, a block and tackle kit or something like that, it's basically basically multiple pulleys mm-hmm. and, and just rope. And it's a super simple system to set up and, and you know, just a couple of hooks or, or like Tony was saying, that, that, that T system, uh, which, you know, latched onto the, onto the top, which you could then, you know, hook onto. Um, you know, all that stuff is out there and you can put these systems together for very, very cheap. And as long as you have a good solid beam in the garage or, or you know, in the carport or, or something like that to attach to, then, you know, lifting, lifting off your top or, or maybe even retroing something like this to, to lift off doors uh, would be very easy and very cost effective. Yeah, make sure you don't use those molly bolts to uh, mount your uh, blocking oh, tackle. You. <laughs> it has to be into a joist. Yeah. You know, it's like basically what you would mount a, a punching bag to. Uh, so yeah, if you're not gonna not not into just cheat rock guys, that's ever, not gonna work. You ever seen these wicker chairs that are uh, suspended from the ceiling? They're they're uh, they're oh, kind yeah. of an oval type thing, uh, like Mama San or Papa San chairs. I think yeah, is what they used to be called. And, and, and uh, you you literally hang them from the ceiling. So uh-huh. so my mom back when I was like eight or nine years old, she installed one in the living room, and all she did was screw it into the sheet rock. <laughs> I oh. don't know why my dad let her do this. And I can't remember if I was in it or if she was in it when it hit the ground. <laughs> and then mysteriously, we got a uh, this uh, uh, this metal contraption that it hooked onto. So it was a, like a standalone thing. After that, it wasn't, oh okay, it wasn't hooked into the ceiling uh, after that. But it was really it was really funny. So people <laughs> will do that. People will just screw stuff straight into the sheetrock and think it'll hold. Yeah. Oh, and here's here's um, this is what this. I'm watching YouTube, and there's this guy. It's called um, a pace setter. It's um, they make exhaust systems. Yeah, it but it's this plastic thing, and it's I'm trying to read what it's for, but it helps you lift. It's the drywall panel cart. Hmm. Well, uh, look Thanks. that up for a future episode. I'm gonna yeah. uh, run through mine here real quick so we can uh, wrap up the show. Uh, so I've been working recently on something. I've been. Uh, uh, automating my house with lights and stuff so that we can use the Amazon Echo to uh, turn things on and off. And it sounds a little silly at, uh, at at first thought, but it's amazing how many times that you're, you're like you're walking out of the kitchen and your hands are full because you're you're going over into the living room and you're going to sit there and and uh, eat and watch TV. And all you have to do is say uh, Alexa, uh, turn off kitchen, and it turns off everything in the kitchen that you've got hooked up. And uh, if you're smart, you can tell it to turn on the living room where you're going to. And it's all ready for you when you get there. So it is pretty cool. Uh, One of the things that I have not found is a garage door opener uh, or uh, closer for uh, the Echo. So uh, I uh, I had a couple of Raspberry Pis that I've never made the time to actually uh, delve into and see how to make them work and things like this. So I took the time to do that, and I got to tell you, if you are interested in electronics and you've been looking at these Raspberry Pis for a while, and you go, well, "That looks pretty cool. I wonder if I could do that." Oh my God, it's so simple. It is extremely sens- simple. I've already hooked up like uh, several of these uh, little sensors, and it's like uh, power, you know, pl- uh, pl- uh, positive, uh, negative, and a wire for the sensor. And then if you uh, you need a little code that you run on the Raspberry Pi. But guess what? You just search on the internet, find it, copy, paste it, run it. So uh, I uh, I spent about um, I probably spent about four or five hours, and that was just because the the examples were really sucky uh, that I found on the internet. But I, I spent about four or five hours last Saturday and uh, have a fully functional 
uh, Raspberry Pi garage door opener that I can do the commands through the Amazon Echo. So I'll be, uh, I, I actually made a post about this on uh, jeeptalkforum.com. Uh, a couple of videos, a couple of pictures, and uh, either uh, tomorrow or this weekend, I'll uh, be hooking this thing up for a test run. So there'll be some, uh, some video and some more, uh, some more uh, posts about that on uh, jeeptalkforum.com. So, and that is our, uh, our forum companion site for this show. So you can go over there and uh, ask more questions of, uh, of us, uh, uh, interact with other listeners. So uh, all kinds of things that you can do with the Jeep Talk Show. Way cool, man. You're gonna have one of those like you know fully automated uh, you know lights that you're, you're gonna start playing Christmas music and it's gonna start you know all the lights are dancing and stuff. It's gonna be ridiculous. Have y'all? Uh, you probably haven't seen this commercial, but there's a, a commercial of this guy walking his dog at night, and uh, it's it's kind of got scary music. There's not much light around, and uh, all of a sudden you hear this scary music and the lights of this house start blinking on and off mm-hmm. inside the the. And he goes, "It's happening again," <laughs> talking to his dog. No. <laughs> and it, you know the music builds and it's scary and then it switches to a restaurant and you see this little two-year-old with a phone just punching on it and basically oh. she was turning the lights on and off in the house <laughs> oh <laughs> and the mom, that's a good one yeah that's the mom takes one. it away and says she was turning the lights on and off again <laughs> so the guy was freaking out it was hilarious i don't watch commercials but i saw that one and that one got me and it was just had a really good payoff anyways a lot of fun <laughs> All right, well, speaking of fun, let's get over to some wheeling wear and see where you can go have fun. As we're going to talk about some events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Hey, guys, uh, this weekend, I was talking about it just a little bit ago, the Big Sand Sports Super Show in Costa Mesa, California. This weekend, as we record the show, if you're planning on going, and we hope you are, be sure to let any Jeeper you know out there, let them know about the Jeep Talk Show, and hey, let those vendors know to watch out for us next year as well. Yeah. I uh, also have uh, Nomad Jeeps in Route 16 Off-Road uh, presenting the Wheelin' with Vets. It's a big event coming up September 16th, uh, 8, that's this weekend, guys, 8 a.m. until, well, pretty much all day. Uwari uh, down in uh, Troy, North Carolina. There's going to be a ton of Jeepers there, and it should be a blast. And we're going to try and maybe even get somebody to give us a uh, kind of a guerrilla-style field, re- field report for us as well. Hopefully, if everything works out all right. So, uh, But hey, if you're going to plan on going to that, it should be an awesome event as well. Coming up later in the month, September 22nd through the 24th, Top Sail Island in North Carolina, the National, Jeep, uh, National Chrysler Jeep and Dodge is presenting the 2017 Jeep Week. I just head over to topsailchamber.org and type in Jeep Week in the search bar to find all the information. I have the Big Off-Road Expo happening September 30th through October 1st, Pomona, California. For more information about this gigantic off-road expo, this is the big one, everybody. Head over to offroadexpo.com. And uh, coming up later in October, uh, first week, of, second week of October, Offroad Expo is happening. Uh, oh, yeah, we already got that one in there. This is, uh, or no, we got uh, uh, the Trail Hero. I'm sorry, Trail Hero coming up October 5th through the 8th. This is the world-class facility, guys, of Sand Hollow in Hurricane, Utah. Uh, trail Hero is a four-day trail ride event that also offers industry entertainment after you are done with each of your day's trail rides. Last year was their inaugural event, and the Jeep Talk Show got an exclusive interview with the event's founder, Rich Klein, on episode I-10. They learned a lot from last year, and are going to year two. They've made some big changes to make the second annual Trail Hero event of 2017 one you won't want to miss. Simply put, no single event has ever had every aspect of the off-road sport on one platform until now. With all the big-name promoters, with all the features of being free to spectators, this event also raises awareness for land use, and opens the doors to those less fortunate by gaining them access. This is a huge event, guys, and they're doing some really great stuff. For more information, check out thetrailhero.com. And hey, know of an off-road event coming up? Shoot us an email with some details. Been to an Jeep event recently? Well, let us know what you thought and what you saw. Call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102 and leave a message, night or day. We'd love to hear from you surveys yeah we're still doing the survey so take a moment and uh, take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and uh, with your support we're going to make the equifax uh, data breach look like uh it's uh (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we're just collecting some information (laughs) good one hey folks don't forget to include us in your tweets that's hashtag jeep talk show and to see your tweet on youtube use hashtag jts live that's hashtag jeep talk show and hashtag jts live 
uh, for oh, you. We sure do love hearing from you guys. We love hearing from our listeners. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Google Plus, all over the web. Just go to your favorite social media and search for Jeep Talk Show. You're going to find us and you're going to find a way to get in contact with us. So for, for you folks that are over 50, that hashtag would be the pound sign. Hey, join us on the Jeep Talk Forum. Pictures, stories, more detail, how-to, or ask questions of the host. That's jeeptalkforum.com. Hey, and you can call us anytime and leave us a voicemail at 530-675-4102. And you're going to even hear that voicemail on the show. Don't forget, we have free apps for your phone or your tablet, guys. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play and search for Jeep Talk Show. Once installed, be sure and check the box, download latest three episodes. You'll have hours of entertainment with or without internet access. Oh, I'd like to add, if you guys uh, use the app, we'd like to hear from you. How do you like it or how often do you use it? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Uh, Just give us some feedback. Hey, the Jeep Talk Show is live every Thursday at 10 p.m. Central Time. Join us for the live show at youtube.com slash Show. And if you're making a purchase online or on Amazon, be sure to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. Hey, folks, and don't forget, you can follow me on my Jeep journey on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And if you'd like to find a, uh, a little bit more about the voices in my head or you need a, a voice for your product or your business, by all means, check out my professional voiceover services at thevoiceofjosh.com. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+, and above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show. No matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor rec- recreation wheeling destinations in as good, <laughs> if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. There's designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Podcasting since 2010.